The greatest decision that I ever made in life was to say yes to my vocation, to answer God's call for me to become a priest. And I say this because the life of a priest is amazing. It's filled with all kinds of unique opportunities. You never know what the next day will bring. And the greatest treasure of life of a priest is being able to be given the opportunity to meet so many different people, to hear their stories, to be inspired by them. About six months ago, God gave me a truly priceless gift, one that I'll treasure forever, when he allowed me to meet an incredible young woman who truly lived out and perfectly exemplified today's gospel message. I say this, and and I'm mentioning her, and I want to share her story with you this morning, because she truly put her light on a lampstand. She let her light shine before others, so that they could see her good deeds that they could in turn glorify our Heavenly Father, just like Jesus commanded us to do. Her name is Anna Miller, and I was truly privileged, honored, and blessed to embark on a journey with her and with her family when she was diagnosed with cancer. Anna passed away on Tuesday after living every one of her 22 years to the full. Now, it was always Anna's dream to be a teacher, And not just any teacher, she wanted to be a science teacher. She worked hard all through her college years. She had made it through all of her schooling. The only thing, the one thing that she still needed to do before she would get her degree was to finish her student teaching. And one version of her story says that before she had a chance to start her student teaching, that she was diagnosed with cancer and that she never ended up making it to the classroom. That's one version. The version that I prefer is the one that says that teaching truly was Anna's God-given calling, that it was her purpose in life, and that Anna, with all of her spunk, with all of her spirit, because there was a lot of it, and that she began teaching the most beautiful and most important lesson to her class the moment she began her journey. And her students, her class, was comprised of each and every person who would ever have the opportunity to hear her story which is precisely why I'm sharing her story with all of you this morning. Because I want for all of you to have the privilege of being a part of her class and hearing the lesson that was taught by Anna. The class that she taught was a class of faith. And Anna was never going to be one of those teachers who just simply rattles off the information to the class and then moves on. She was always going to be one of those special teachers, one of those teachers who are one of a kind that we all remember in life. Because they craft their lessons to be hands-on. They help make the subject matter truly come to life before our very eyes. And I'll tell you right now that as a priest, who had a lot of teachers speak on the subject matter of faith throughout my eight years in seminary, that Anna was truly the best teacher that I've ever had. And I say this because she lived it out. Her faith wasn't just words. She boldly turned to the Lord in the moments of trial that she had. She shared her faith. And at the end, on Monday, less than 24 hours before she passed, she said with such confidence, I'm not scared. I'm ready. She said this because her faith gave her total confidence that God was holding her in his arms and that he would never let go. She was teaching all of us that we have to cling to God, to truly turn to God. Not only when all is well and the sun is shining in life and we're able to skip through the meadows and sing songs, but to turn to him even more in the midst of hardship, 
in pain and the greatest of suffering. And this is a lesson that she wants for all of us to learn and to commit to memory and to never forget. My hope and my prayer is that all of us can pay attention to her perfectly crafted lesson because she wants for every single one of us, everyone who will ever hear her story, to ace the test when it comes to living out our own faith. My guess would be that every single one of us have had difficult and painful situations in our own lives. It's very possible that most of us have lost loved ones or had other circumstances where in the end, when we take a step back and we look at the whole thing, we're left with a lot of questions. A lot of questions in general, and quite possibly a lot of questions for God. If we think about Anna's situation, being 22 years old in the prime of life, then being diagnosed with cancer, and living with the effects of this as it spread through her body, she herself would have had every right to have complained, to have looked up to heaven, thrown her arms up into the air and shouted, why me? To have declared to the mountaintops that life isn't fair. And ultimately, to have turned her back on God. Or even more, to have doubted his very existence. To say, God must not exist. Because if God existed, there's no way this would be able to happen. It would have been so easy for her to have walked away from God. But Anna didn't do this. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these thoughts would have never crossed her mind. I'm sure that they did. Just like I'm sure these same thoughts have probably crossed all of our minds in regards to our own hardships or our own struggles in life, or losing our own loved ones. So yes, I am sure that these thoughts crossed Anna's mind. However, Anna's actions and her words of faith make it so evident, 100% clear, that when these thoughts came, she didn't linger on them. She quickly dismissed them. She didn't allow them to win the day. She didn't have all the answers. She never did. Just like we will never have all the answers in our own lives. But she did have the one thing that she truly needed. And that was her faith. And her faith assured her that God was with her every single step of the way. Now, what I think makes her lesson so powerful, what makes her one of the best teachers this world has ever known, is precisely the fact that she wanted to be a science teacher. I want to explicitly point that out, that she was going to be a science teacher. Because I think that there are countless people in the world today who claim to be rational, and intelligent and scientific. And in the midst of that, because they're scientific and they're so smart, since they can't answer every question that arises when it comes to God or to situations like Anna's, they use these unanswered questions as their basis to explain God away and to claim that he must not exist. And they use this as a reason to explain why they don't have faith and why they could never believe in God because they're too smart for that. But then we have Anna who was brilliant, who loved science, who was dedicating her life to teaching it. She understood that God's love, that God's presence, that everything about God, because he is God, is so beautiful, so infinite, so big, so grand, that our limited human minds will never be able to fully comprehend everything about God. We'll never be able to understand every situation. It's not that that God's not there. It's that God is so big and so good that that we can't possibly comprehend it all. Too much of a good thing. And in the midst of everything in life, she saw a science and an order. She saw beauty, a logic to things that could only be explained by the existence of a loving God. She loved science. She loved her faith. Which is why she always said with a smile on her face and with confidence that her treatment plan was Jesus and chemo. 
She loved science. She loved her faith. And because of this, despite of every hardship, every pain, and countless questions remaining unanswered, she didn't only not turn away from God, rather she ran to him and clung to her faith even more than before. As I mentioned earlier, this is how she perfectly exemplifies today's gospel. She allowed her light to shine brightly for all to see. She didn't let her circumstances in life dim her light. Rather, she continued to shine brighter and brighter. In the midst of the most difficult and painful circumstances that Anna endured, it all only led her closer to God and never away from him. And this is her masterpiece lesson that she wanted to teach all of us. This is a lesson that she was called to teach everyone who would ever hear her story. And as I reflected on her lesson and how life-changing it can be as we, if we truly embrace it, <clears throat> the thought actually popped in my head for a moment that it's a shame that Anna will never be recognized nationally for her teaching by winning a prestigious Golden Apple Award. But then I realized that she's being awarded something much better because God has chosen to award her a golden halo, which is the greatest recognition she could ever receive. Now, since I've been speaking about Anna's teaching and her lesson, I want to mention one more detail of her story that I think is incredibly important. On Monday afternoon, as I drove to the hospital to visit Anna, I thought to myself, you know, it would be very moving and really impactful if when I'm speaking one-on-one with Anna today, I'd be able to ask her if she had any special message that she could tell me that I would then hold on to that I could deliver at her funeral mass, that I could really just deliver to everyone who was there a final message from Anna. And I told this, and she said, oh, I love that idea. She said, but you have to give me time to think. I said, okay, that's fine. So I said, you go ahead and rest. I said, I'm going to go spend some time with your family. I'll be back in a couple hours. So I spent a couple hours with her family in a nearby room, and right before I had to leave, I slipped back in her room, and I said, okay, Anna, I gave you some time to think. What's your final message? And she said, I don't know yet. I'm going to think about it, and I'll tell you tomorrow. Well, the next morning, by the time I arrived at the hospital, Anna had slipped out of consciousness, meaning that I never received those final words. And when I realized this initially, I was incredibly disappointed. But then I quickly realized that this was exactly the way it had to be. And I say this because I was incredibly foolish to want to present everyone with some final words from Anna. And the reason why this would be incredibly foolish would be in doing so, I would be inferring that Anna is done talking. And she's not. Because you see, when Jesus in the gospel proclaims that we have to let our light shine brightly, this command and this task doesn't end when we leave this earth. At that point, our lives are just getting started. I know for sure that Anna wants to continue to communicate with all of us. And I know this for certain because she already has. See, way back in June of last year, on Father's Day, her whole family was over. They were in the backyard. Her brother-in-law was in the backyard playing with the kids. They were playing with this big green kickball, this playground ball. It had a big frog on it with this huge smile on its face, kind of like Anna's smile. And in the course of playing, he kicked it super high into the tree into the next stratosphere, never made it back down to the ground. It got wedged in the tree. And on that day, various attempts were made to get it down. Subsequent days and weeks, they tried to get it down. Anna herself even tried to get it down, but nothing worked. It was almost as if it would have taken a miracle to get it down. Well, about a month ago, still up there, about a month ago, 
after a full six months of that ball remaining in the tree, despite high winds, rain, snow, Anna's dad had an incredible thought. He thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we could somehow set the stage for a sign from God and Anna so that everyone would know that after her passing, that she was in heaven and that she was okay, that her light was still shining brightly. So he asked Anna one day about a month ago, when the time had come, when, when we, we kind of knew where things were heading. And he said, hey, Anna, can you do me a big favor? And she's like, sure, Dad, what? And she's like, he said, when you're on your way to heaven, could you knock that ball down out of the tree for us that we will know that you're okay? And she smiled and she said, yeah, Dad, I can do that. Well, on Thursday morning, on the third day, when the family looked out into the yard in the morning, you know what they saw sitting on the ground in the middle of the yard? They saw a happy green frog ball smiling at them, and they, of course, just smiled right back. My friends, Anna is still speaking. Anna's still alive. Anna's with the Lord, and Anna is still teaching. The question that we have to ask ourselves is if we're going to listen or if we're going to skip her class. Anna grew in faith. She kept it to the end. She didn't have final words for me to deliver because she knew that she still has a lot of teaching to do. So my dear brothers and sisters, let us listen to her message and allow ourselves to be led by the light that shone through her, to allow the same light to shine through us. We need to do this because it's in doing so that we ourselves can fulfill Christ's command that we shine out for others, that we let our good deeds be seen so that many others can in turn come to glorify the Lord. And if we do this and we let our light shine now, then our lights will shine forever without end. So make the decision today to shine for the Lord so that your story, just like Anna's, can continue to change lives for the rest of eternity.